Hi guys, welcome to episode 33 of the Made of Things podcast. I am your host, Antonio Maria Correa. Today on the show, our guests are Mud Honey. I got to talk to Mark Arm and also for a bit with Steve Turner before he had to leave Mark and I. Uh, and uh, we did this at this year's Primavera Sound in Porto. Uh, we released this uh, interview on YouTube in video form a couple of years uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes, it's very relevant. Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and this will now be uh, the main output for Made of Things, the YouTube channel. Uh, so I'm only releasing this now so you guys can listen to it on iTunes and on your phone or whatever else you choose to listen to uh, your favorite shows. I sure hope this is one of your favorite shows, and uh, hopefully, uh, if it isn't, it will be from now on. Okay, so I'm not going to take much longer, as I felt like there is not much to add to the actual uh, talk. Uh, plus, I'm really busy working at a festival in Cascais for two weeks, so I'll say more stuff next time. Um, I have some, some stuff I have to address that I haven't... Uh, I don't have to address it, but I want to address it, um, that I have uh, meaning been meaning to for uh, a while now, but I'll get to it next time. So, take care, and here is my conversation with Mark Arm and Steve Turner of Mudhoney. about Portuguese guys. Okay. Okay. So, oh, okay. Yes, it is, but it's, it's barely understandable for anyone, I guess. Brazilians know it. Brazilians, it's, do you know what? It's actually not that... Uh, not, there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of differences. We understand them, but it's... Because uh, Brazilian is much more openly pronounced, uh, for instance, as is Italian or Spanish. So it's not a, a, as Russian-sounding as it is Portu as Portuguese is. So they don't understand us. So th sometimes it's just, you know, uh, they won't know what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> so, so, but, uh, but, but yeah, but yeah. Um, so how are you guys? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm speaking to... You know, bands, a band that's been around, you know, around my musical knowledge since pretty much very early on. So since uh, before you were born. Well, oh yes, <laughs> because you know, you know, actually, straight up, my my year. What you would it be? Would you think? Uh, how old you are? Yes. Uh, I would say this matters to no one, but just to you know, maybe twenty-seven. Thank you. No, actually, thirty-four. But yeah, okay. yeah. That's uh, so. I'm actually from eighty-one. So you guys weren't around then. Green River wasn't playing then. No, no not yet. But Mr. Rep was. Mr. Rep. Okay, yeah. Because you guys started Mr. Rep really early. So, so yeah. yeah of course, yeah. I was. Uh, I was eighty-one, I guess, probably okay. when yeah, Rep yeah. started, right? A eighty. Yeah. I totally just faux pod my technical because uh, this also goes on a podcast because we're doing video. This goes on a show called Made of Things. I need you guys to introduce yourselves, of course. Okay. Uh, my name is Mark Arm, and I'm in the band Mud Honey. My name is Steve Turner. I'm in Mark's band called Mud Honey. So two minutes. <laughs> so two minutes in, we're doing uh, IDs, but it's fine. It's fine. So, so you guys, so you guys actually, um, I have friends of. I, I, I just, I just want to make it clear that now the band is mine, and I get all like this is legal proof here. Like I get all the royalties, what have you. Okay, thank you, Steve. You're very magnanimous. How generous of you. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so you guys actually, um, uh, you. I mean, 
because honestly, no. it's not enough to split amongst four people. But for <laughs> one person, it's okay. <laughs> so, but still, so you got, you're doing stuff with Sub Pop with, with the warehouse? Yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, working the warehouse at Sub Pop. Well, what does that entail? Um, my title is warehouse manager, but mainly what I do is send out records to uh, stores and distributors. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, what about you, Steve? Do you do something else apart from Mudhoney? I've been selling records online for about 12 years. Cool. Quite cool. a bit. Yeah. What's the name of the store? Oh, uh, just uh, eBay, Discogs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. awesome. I can be found out there. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know because I, I, I actually saw interviews with you guys where you guys mentioned that and I saw the Wikipedia thing. And I actually have friends at Sub Pop, uh, Carly and Becca. Oh, Carly yeah. yeah no, they were here. They, uh, they were here a couple years ago, weren't they? Yes, at my place. Oh, yes. no. Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> For a couple of weeks, exactly. Oh, awesome. So, 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 awesome. About 10, 10, 10, 12 days or something. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I remember they came over here. So they, uh, they, were, they, were, they came back stoked. They said they had such a great time. We all love them. Yeah, like we, uh, they, they spent most of the time with me. Uh, luckily, I had some time off then. And uh, but we just hung out and they met a lot of cool people. Luckily, you know, and uh, like a large group of cool people that were around. Most of them were at, at this festival or living abroad or something. And we've kept in touch. Kept in touch. I just emailed them yesterday. So, oh, awesome. so it's uh, just it's just nice to. This matters again to no one, but it's just a personal connection. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. So, uh, you guys, um, I should make a more. <laughs> more professional question now <laughs> but like you guys uh, you guys probably talk about grunge all the time don't you uh, no not really only when there's in front of us <laughs> this is the only time we talk about grunge no I mean during interviews <laughs> yeah, of course oh yeah <laughs> of yeah, course yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but is it um, um, is it um, so you guys feel like you're the, one of the bands that uh, of that time that really has maintained throughout the years in the terms of you know not necessarily style but like this, you know some going on strong so, you know yeah we don't think about it like that we oh, just yeah. we just keep doing whatever we want to do uh-huh. and uh, obviously our past is linked with grunge but we're so much more than grunge yeah we're punk rock <laughs> yeah, yeah we're also well. punk rock <laughs> you are way more punk rock than other grunge bands I'd say it's because it is uh, much more garage. I have to bow out uh, okay alright see you see. you're in good hands <laughs> see that, though see that band Tales of Terror on his shirt right there that was a huge influence Tales of Terror yeah oh I don't know they, they're uh, like they did one record in 84 oh really but they were um one record so they exist like for six months or something no 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 they existed for longer than that but it was like harder to put out records at that time uh-huh. um and they were kind of like uh, kids who used to be in like hardcore bands who started playing a little bit more expanded rock and roll stuff so they would like uh, some of the covers they did were like uh, Search and Destroy and um, uh, uh, um, what's that Jimi Hendrix song um, uh, Spanish, Spanish Castle Magic oh special, um, yeah, yeah Spanish yeah, yeah. Castle Magic and uh and they were amazing. Mm. They were a great, great band. Who are they on? Uh, the record label was called CD Presents. CD Presents. Never heard of it. They, I just don't remember. They, yeah. yeah, they did a couple compilation records with like Black Flag and the Circle Jerks and oh, stuff okay. like that. Oh, cool, cool, awesome. But. Awesome. Uh-huh. It's uh, I, I, I usually stick. Um, I have this question about because because uh, the show is called Made of Things. Uh, I usually leave it for later, but I'll ask you now. Is there anything that made has made you as an artist? You would say that because you've dedicated yourself to music and stuff and and and, and uh, life uh, to, in music. And there must have been something, or a lot of people do have this. There must have been something that you listened to or heard or read or something that made you. Oh, I want to do that forever, you know, as much as I can. Did you have that? Yeah. Well, you know, like when. 
I started playing music. I, I mean, even before I started playing music, I didn't think music was uh, something that would be even available to me. Oh. You know, yeah. um, well, as a kid growing up in the '70s, uh, I, you know, I loved certain things on the radio that I heard, and I was drawn to like the louder, more aggressive things, which wasn't all that much in the radio in the '70s. Uh -huh. But um, mostly that's what sticks I, and stuff. Huh? Most, mostly sticks. Mostly and sticks. Yeah, but yeah. every once in a while, you'd hear like you know, Aerosmith or Ted Nugent or something, or Black Sabbath, oh, you, you know, Alice sure. Cooper. Okay. Um, Black Sabbath on the radio sometimes, really? A little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Um, Enough that you had con uh, a connection with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's most of the stuff on, like, when I was a little kid was, like, pop, you know, like, ABBA and stuff like that. And um, the Carpenters, I would imagine? Yeah, the Carpenters, for sure. Carpenters in the, in the U.S., yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the idea that I grew up with was that like all these people and all these bands were magnificent musicians who like had been playing since they were born and I just didn't have that skill so I didn't even think that was uh, an option for me until kind of punk rock came along and not, not even like 77 punk rock but more like very early 80s hardcore okay. yeah um, and mainly because that was like music that was being made by kids that were my own age sure you know like 16 to early 20s you know like just it's like oh anyone can do this you know oh. and um because it opened a, uh, opened up a lot of doors. Because it just I, I'm sure like because once you had people like I don't know the Minutemen or something doing yeah, stuff. I mean the Minutemen like they were fucking fantastic musicians. Uh -huh. You know there were also yeah, bands like Flipper who just made the most god awful but beautiful noise that I was really really into. You know and that was kind of like something I, like I can relate to because I can make a shitload of horrible noise sure. and have a good time. Oh, yeah. And that was there was no way at that point that I thought like. Like, this is going to be what I do for the rest of my life. Okay. You know, I mean, that okay. was just like, this is what I'm doing now. We're playing in bands with my friends while I'm sure. going to college or whatever. You know, um, I mean, at that, that age, I thought, like, I was going to maybe be a novelist or something like that, you know, wow. which is another far-off thing that obviously did not happen. <laughs> it's your own version of the thing, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, turns out it's a lot easier to make noisy music than it is to write a novel. And shout out stuff that doesn't necessarily have to make sense unless, unless it's for yourself. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you're going with Flipper then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, I mean, like the... The idea that influential, right? They were for me, yeah, and, and for some other people too. But I mean, uh, you're gonna say, but, 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 but I think they're influential, and it's like it just doesn't fucking matter. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Of it's course. like most of the people that I knew were playing music just for the joy of it sure. and not for like the long haul or to make a career of it uh -huh. a few years later some people got the idea that maybe we could have a, a career uh -huh. and Steve and I thought they were crazy <laughs> you know but then like kind of obviously but as time went on by the time Mud Honey happened uh, things happened so quickly and easily for us with the help of Sub Pop that uh You know, we found ourselves going on a European tour one year into the band. Uh -huh. You know, things that like were inconceivable when I was in Green River. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and not even even 
thought of when I was in Mr. Epp because uh-huh. Mr. Epp, I think, didn't even play Portland. You know, that was just sure. just just like played around Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's always been a scene, uh, more or less. Not that it matters, but you know, there's always been a th- like because Washington bands seem to have really good taste. You know, the grunge thing, and then the postcard hardcore bands were really good. You know, and usually when I interview or talk to someone from Washington State, um, I tend to mention that you know. You have a lot of bands. Is there is there a lot of of quality bands? Is there like a lot of uh, solidarity? I mean, or brothership? Do you think do you feel a kinship with other people? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I feel. More than I, other I places feel, you would I feel a kinship with people who are kind of of my generation and that we were playing with at the time. Like the younger people, I, you know, I don't go go to parties with 20 year olds at this point. You know, I'm an old man. Um, yeah, but it's, it'd be creepy. Well, what you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be like the old, the old guy in the kitchen, you know, like, like what's that all about? You know, um, unless they were snotty about it, it's fine, dude. I would, no, I would yeah, yeah, I mean, um, it's more on them than on you, I would say, I, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh no, uh, well, you, you know, one thing about you know Seattle in the Pacific Northwest is the weather is it's dark and kind of. Not very cold, but cold enough and rainy that you don't want to... There's not much to do outdoors for half of the year. You know, like we're in California, you can just go surf year-round or go skateboarding year-round. You know, I live in Portugal, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never been to California, or I haven't yet, but uh, the, everybody says that, oh, this is pretty much like California weather. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a little bit, you know, not to, this is Porto and this is a little uh, chilly today, but uh, usually I, I'm from Lisbon, we're from Lisbon, and uh, I'm from Lisbon. Uh, I'm from Lisbon, and it's usually excellent weather, really, all, most of the time. Right, so, right. And everyone says, like, oh, it's... Uh, uh, you know, LA and around LA and San Fran, obviously, San Francisco has uh, obviously, uh, you know, different weather, but it's pretty much, you know, let's talk about the weather, but, you know, it's uh, that mindset at least that you can literally be doing nothing, you know, and be happy, you know, just, you know, taking in the sun and having a couple of beers and whatever. Right, right. You know? So, 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 yeah, so I can tell. Do you Beer, feel the- this stuff is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, do you have that? And it's super cheap. It's a, it's a yeah, rose it's, wine. Yeah, it's yeah. a vino verde. Oh, it's a vino verde. Oh, but it's, it's a, it's it, a reddish. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. that costs three, a little over three euros uh-huh. at the grocery store. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. At, I mean, in Seattle, it's maybe nine dollars. So it's like oh. three times the price. Uh huh. Nine, ten dollars. What would you get in the U.S. for that price? Like box wine or something? For three, uh, for three dollars, you'd get Not even. shit. Really? You'd, you'd get shit for you. You wouldn't want to drink it. Do you know how much box wine is over here? No. Like sixty cents. It's stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you wouldn't want to get that from for that price, but right, you know, right, right, you know, right, even right. for that price, because because you have other stuff available for like just a few, like more. two, yeah, a couple, yeah. Of, couple of years more, and you'll be fine. So, I mean, like for not much money, you can just sit around and have uh, a good life. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly <laughs> it. On on the other hand, yeah, on yeah, it's it's true though. On the other hand, wages though, fucking shit. You know. Oh right, terrible. right, right. Yeah, right. The wages are terrible, but. If you want to stick around Portugal, you'll do fine, you know. A lot of people just move here, you right. know, a lot of musicians and stuff like that. Panda Bear just performed last night. He's been living in Lisbon for uh, 10 years or something. Oh, it's, wow. uh, and a lot of people do that. Yeah, it's, it's funny, funny. Um, you know, Thurston was here for like six months or something uh, in, back in Lisbon, right. I think. I um, met him a couple of years ago. And um, But you feel like, for instance, uh, you feel like at the, the festival, uh, this one, this Primavera San in Porto, do you feel like there's more, uh, you know, you feel like 
there a lot of bands that your brother bands more or less, or at least that represented something that you were a part of? Do you feel like any part of a well, movement? Like a few. I mean, just, like a dinosaur, which yeah. I haven't even said hi to those guys yet. But uh, hi, Jay, over there. He's he's not going to look. Yeah, <laughs> he's, right. he's talking to Dan, our drummer, and oh, okay. yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Mastis is over there for people who aren't you know uh, um, seeing this. But yeah, um, and Lou Lou Barlow just passed me by. I talked to him like ten years ago. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Um, and uh, there's Neil Haggerty tomorrow. Then oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the full lineup. Oh, I just okay. saw the lineup for today. Oh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Um, yeah. I, you know, um, you need to know the lineup. Of course you don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I we did a couple shows with Proto Martyr a few years ago, okay. and they I, I love that band. Uh huh. Uh huh. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if we'll stick around tonight because we have to get up super early tomorrow to catch a flight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. Uh, do you guys, uh, uh, let me just just check because I, I I prepare these things. But uh, for instance, like you, uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, but uh, but um, uh, do you think like it was ba- back to the grunge thing? Not to hark too much on the grunge, but it's it's not it's not often that you get you know someone that was po- there and such a big presence of something that was so huge worldwide, you know, and so you know people still are you know l- listen to grunge all the time, you know. And do you think that kind of the whole idea of grunge died with Kurt? And uh, with uh, and because uh, apart from you guys, because you guys are going, you know, steady. But you know. I, I, I don't know. I don't really care. You, yeah. Okay. You know. I mean, it doesn't really matter that much to me. Like, uh-huh. I usually don't talk about these things, but no, it's no, but because I mean, it's rare. But I'm, but, you know. but to me, we do what we do because we like what we do, and we're kind of too dumb to do anything else. <laughs> you know. Um, sure. Uh, uh, I was interested and influenced by many of the same bands before there was a thing called grunge uh-huh. and still am by those same bands to this day and of course the influences have expanded over the years uh-huh. um, uh, I, I, I don't know I don't really care what you call it yeah you know mm-hmm. um, because you know what I usually don't uh, do questions uh, make uh, do ask questions like this or actually ask questions or at least talk about this but uh, you know it's a rare chance and also um, I watched a couple of interviews with you guys you guys pre- seemed pretty you know Eddie's speaking about you know grunge and stuff like that and about which is something like the sort of detachment of one's self in the, uh, of, of a band's self I would say and uh, more like a, an analytical point of view that bands don't usually have you know so you know that's what I was going for but I don't really again you do what you do right because yeah, you do what yeah. feels natural to you and whatever you know, I, I I get that. It's we fine. I'm not try not to analyze it too much. Sure. You know, one one thing I hope we n- never do, and I think we've successfully avoided that, is like try to aim our songs at an audience. Oh, good. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. Like, because yeah. uh, once you start thinking about what people want to hear, what the next trend is going to be, or whatever, I think you're kind of too late uh-huh. you know it's, it's a different thing like if you just happen to be like a young band and you're playing something that's like kind of newish or whatever <laughs> and you're like 
maybe on trend for the moment, but mm -hmm. that's only going to last a little while. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. and then to like watch some bands kind of chasing what the trends are, uh -huh. it's it's painful to me. Uh -huh. You know. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's a lot of that now? Because bands oh, sometimes know. forget I don't, melodies. I don't really. No, I, I don't really pay attention that that closely to like uh -huh. pop music. Uh -huh. So I don't. Oh no, no, I didn't even not even pop music. I just like stuff that's around now. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of excellent stuff, but a lot of popular bands seem to just like oh, I don't mean necessarily pop, but you know, just like well-known bands seem to forget that there's melody involved. You know, I was just listening to some. Not that I, I, I I'm not an advocate of saying like, uh, oh, uh, everything back in the day was better. No, not at all. But right. uh, but you know, there seemed to be a lot of, you know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like an attention to melody that there isn't anymore. Sometimes it's just a style, you know, now, it seems. You, yeah, I, I don't you know agree. how much melody we have. Uh, you, you do. You do. You do. It's in there. It's, it might be in there, but it's not like, you know, like we're not a band with tight harmonies and, and beautiful well, sing-along sure. melodies and giant You're not chorus. the Beach Boys, for sure. But, no, you know. no. <laughs> but, but, uh, but they're in there. I mean, I mean, there's, there's, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, black metal has melody in, uh, somewhere in there. You just have to reach for it. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. And punk rock is also does. You know. The, I mean, boredoms have melodies. You know. Yeah. 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 So they're in there. They're weird, but you know, it's uh, it's cool. They're still using. For instance, um, I, I'm curious. Uh, are you still using the Big Muff? Uh, Steve uses a Big Muff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So no other fuzzes, uh, fuzz boxes or whatever. It's just um, electroharmonics, classic. I, uh, <sighs> He's got a couple of boxes. Uh -huh. The Big Muff is one of his main ones. Um, he also uses a Fuzz War sometimes. Okay. Um, the Super Fuzz died a long time ago, and I kind of found myself gravitating to a box that was made in the early 90s called an Ibanez 60s Fuzz that I've just... Oh, never heard of it. It's, it's a weird box that they made for like two years, and I've... Okay. Over the years, I've found... Uh, a few of them and had to like have a friend of mine put them in metal cases because they're pretty fragile boxes. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and for just like kind of lighter distortion we use like the uh, uh, the DOD pedals. I can't remember really? what they're called. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, they're still around. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I, I didn't know because uh, for some reason I never got into DOD pedals, for instance. But I do have a, a, a the, the little, uh, I forget, I, I actually just forgot the name, but the, the little white and green Big Muff one, the small box oh, one. Right, right. It's, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I went for it because I thought it was had more range, but I didn't really know that it was, you know, as good as the other Big Muff. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but the wicker, uh, with the wicker thing, it's pretty actually very, very wide in terms of, of range, actually, because the Big Muff tends to cut off uh, the high ends sometimes, doesn't it, because it gets a little fat, and, uh, and, um, and the other one just has trebly sounds and bass, uh, the bassier sounds, just pretty well, the dynamics are really good, I find, uh, uh, but, um, yeah, so I was curious, but always curious about fuzzes, and because because you obviously named your, you know, there's the shirt, and you know, yeah. the money, my honey, big muff shirt. But um, it's funny because once the first time I owned a piece of my honey music was the Judgment Night uh, oh, okay. soundtrack, right, right, right. So right. with Sir Mixla, 
God. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> was that was sparing? Was was um, how's like uh, doing that? And have you done anything similar since? Uh, <laughs> we don't do a lot of collaborations with people, but that was one. Because um, that album might have launched new metal, maybe. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Um, Let's put a burden on you, of course. It wasn't your, <laughs> your possibility. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been because of us. Yeah. Um, that song, at least. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, from what I understand, that we might have been the only two people who were in the same studio at the same time. Really? Because I think a lot of it, a lot of it was done like through the mail or whatever. Really? Already. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. now apparently that's the norm. Now apparently that's the norm that you email everything. You know? Yeah, yeah. People no. just record and you know, whatever. It, well, I mean, this was kind of before email was a thing. Yeah. You know, that was. Uh, that's surprising. Um, exactly. That's already that was a th around. Okay. Wow. Okay. So no. So did you know the guy and was he cool and? We met him and yeah, he's super cool. Awesome. Nice guy. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I've. So it must have been like you guys in Faith No More and We Are Tribe because you're never going to write what they did unless you're in the same room, I imagine, because that song was just not, you know, I don't know. Because, <laughs> you know, because never going to agree on someone just freaking out <laughs> on their own song if they're not in the same room. I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of stuff. Uh, but you guys, uh, you guys released Vanishing Point in 2013. Are you guys doing anything you like? New, uh, we're working on new stuff. It's okay. a little slow going. Steve lives three hours away in Portland, so uh -huh. uh, he, right now we're kind of in the middle of a touring cycle. So we're not really working on new stuff until we get back from that, and probably in August. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So there's basically no pressure. Uh, no, for there's no pressure. There's never really been any pressure. Mm -hmm. We we don't. Especially from their own band, not, not I mean labels or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean they want to do something, you know. Yeah, I mean at this one one of the kind of freeing things for us is that we do have jobs, yeah. you know, and so we're not the the our income doesn't come from music, mm -hmm. so like our music can just come straight from the heart, you know. It doesn't ha we don't have to think about like. How many records we're selling, or how many people are coming to shows? Luckily, people still come to our shows, mm -hmm. and a few of them still buy records. But, uh -huh. <laughs> but sure. um, so that, you guys are a strange version of Arbeit macht frei, which is the Nazi work makes you free. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> it just falls over your whole thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. It's I'm joking, like guys. A, well, you know, I do work for Sub Pop, so that's a little bit like working at a concentration camp. I, I would hope not. I would hope not. Oh. <laughs> Hi, people at Sub Pop. There, you're not a fascist regime. I, I would uh, well, it's it's mainly Becca. <laughs> <laughs> Becca is the the this defuhrer. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, okay, man. Um, okay, that's we're pretty much done. No. Yeah, I think I think we that we can end, end on that's a higher a great note. note to end on. <laughs> I would agree so as well. She um, and um, th thanks for doing this, dude. It's been a pleasure. Sure thing. Awesome, man. awesome. And I'll hope to see you once I get to Seattle one day, because uh, yeah. 
quite far. Sometimes, huh? you know, it's quite far away. Yes, it is. It's, you know, it's pretty, it's not in, you know, I can put, you know, fly myself to Barcelona and watch your show, uh, as I did last week. Um, and, you know. You were down there for Primavera last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that. How oh, many? by the way, we'll speak about this as well. Oh. Venice, uh, so, playing Primavera in Barcelona, how was it? And, because uh, you haven't played here, uh, Last time we played in Portugal was in uh, Casillas, I think played, Almada. We played Lisbon uh, once. Well, I, just, I just said Almada with an accent. I'm sorry, Almada. So yeah. And we played Lisbon w once, and I think we've been trying to get to Lisbon for years, and like finally got there and learned that the club that we were supposed to play at had shut down, and they found another venue across the river that they opened up that had been shut down before, but someone got the keys somehow and like the toilets weren't working uh, but it was like a fully stocked bar you know it was like someone just like locked it and and it was a super fun show except for all the poor people who had to deal with those toilets <laughs> no going to the toilet during the mud honey show but we, we, have uh, yourself uh, some, some fun we, we had like a garbage can to pee in in our backstage room <laughs> that's fucking wretched that's horrible <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> but it was a it was a great show and like uh, the the days that we spent here were like really awesome uh, did Steve uh, leave a huge penis on the wall or something Because he does that, right? Steve? Yeah, Steve dri dri drives. Uh, I just because Steve. Steve, I, I know. I, he drives this, penises on the wall. I, 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 is this I've something you? I heard you guys say like like a ten years But ago. If, that, if that's his reputation, sure, yes, he. <laughs> I don't know. I saw. I watched an interview. You guys said you, Steve, like drew, drew penises everywhere. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe we were, we're bullshitting. Joking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I wish that were true, though. <laughs> maybe it's a thing from yeah, now on. We, you know, I'm referencing you know how, nothing. You go backstage. There's penises on the wall. Oh. <laughs> That's all, Steve. <laughs> Rock and roll mythology, you know, yeah. with, with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's your show. No, <laughs> drawing, drawing penises and stuff. No, not. No, I mean, rock and roll mythology. I'm sorry. I just flubbed myself. Uh, But um, okay, so uh, so but Primavera back in Barcelona, how was it like for you guys? It was super fun. Yeah, mm. you know. Um, no, that's it. Good crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're pretty much done. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Thanks again, man. It's been a pleasure. Indeed. Thank you. Thank for listening guys uh, a new episode will be up on YouTube soon uh, don't forget to subscribe to Made of Things on there and follow us on all the social media such as uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that uh, that should be a new thing all that hmm to ungoogleable whatever uh, see you guys soon thanks bye mm -hmm.